Hey, Jay Calloway here, pastor of The Gate, and I want to welcome you to the Crowd Decor Weekly Podcast, where you can learn to walk in faith, favor, and a future that is out of this world. Our prayer for you today is that you will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name as you continue in this adventure from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hope you enjoy the message. I want to talk to you about something that I think is so important, and that is the proclamation of produce. I don't know about you, but whenever I have gotten a new job or, or when, I've, when I was a kid and I, and I received something brand new, I was telling everybody about it. Or I could remember when I was even younger, when I would go in and I decided I'm going to do something, I would tell everybody what I'm going to do. You see, every Sunday, whenever we come together, right before I preach, we do the Believer's Proclamation. That word proclamation is so important. And it usually talks about, and in, 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 in the main way of its used, is called to proclaim or to use words. You know, there was one writer that said this, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. And, and that's normally what we do. And in just a moment, we're going to do that. But I believe that there's a different kind of proclamation as well. And as we go forward in this, I want to talk to you about the proclamation of productivity. In other words, that idea that people are going to see your productivity by your actions, by your attitude, by what the signs of your life is. And it's hugely important that we understand that. And I believe that God is going to do a great thing as, we, as he works not only in us, but through us to see these signs and this fruitfulness and the productivity of our lives affect all that are around. But I want to remind you where we're at today. You see, it's Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter and verse 18, which, which, hey, how many of you have your Bibles? Say yes. If you don't say, oops, good, get your Bible out and turn with me if you would to Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter and verse 18. Many of you, I'm sure by now could almost uh, recite this by memory. But I want you to look at it again. It says there, but remember the Lord, your God, for it is he who gives you the ability, the power to produce wealth. And I want to talk to you about that today. You see, a productive mindset is a set of or a set of positive beliefs, attitudes and actions. A productive mindset is that which enable us to see the possibilities in the world and how to act on those possibilities, not the limitations of the world, not the things that maybe we look in and we compare our lives to somebody else and say, oh, I can't do that. No, a positive or a productive, a producing mindset simply says this, there are things out there that I'm going to accomplish. It is a, it's a set of beliefs and attitudes that, can, that will say to yourself, you can get up and you can make a difference today. You can make a difference in your friendships. You can make a difference in your marriage. You can make a difference in your children. You can make a difference in those that are around you, even those that you haven't met. I believe that it is incredibly important for us to realize that just your presence in a place can produce a difference physically, socially, mentally, and spiritually. That what you carry in you is what I call and what the Word of God calls a tree of life. It is something that has the strength to it. In Proverbs, the 11th chapter, verse 20, it says there, the fruit of righteousness is a tree 
of life. And as a child of God, we walk in that. We walk in that idea that we are a tree, a mighty oak of righteousness, that it's a tree of life that people can find shade, they can find security, they can find strength. So I want you to say it like you mean it and you believe it today as we proclaim who we are as a child of the Most High God. Say it with me like you mean it and believe it. Today I am a child of God. I have faith to move mountains, favor from the King of Kings, and a future that is out of this world. My foundation is the Word of God. My walk is sure. My talk is confident. My attitude is like Christ. Today I will hear the Word of God. Today I will do the will of God. Today I will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you believe it? Praise God. Turn to somebody next to you. Give them a high five. Say, I believe it for you too. And let me just encourage you that if you are there and maybe you know somebody that could really use a message of hope and inspiration, why don't you just share this post with somebody? Go out and give them the link to this uh, vidcast and let them know that you are, you're praying for them and you want them to have the very thing that you have as well. Well, in that passage of scripture in Proverbs, it says there that the fruit of righteousness is the tree of life. And I think it is so important for us to understand that as we are going to be productive, it's not simply about us saying what we are. Can, have you ever noticed somebody that they're always going to tell you what they want you to think about them? I know, I remember when I was younger and I had a, someone that was my boss and every single time we take, we walk in there, he would always tell me that, you know, I'm your boss. You know I've got authority, you know, and we're constantly telling them. And I remember somebody saying to me, if somebody has to tell you they're in charge, they're really not. If somebody has to tell you they're the boss, they're really not. If somebody has to tell you that they're productive, you might want to wonder how productive they really are. Now, I know that words are powerful, and we believe in the spoken word. We believe in the rhema word of God, that what we mean is that now word, a prophetic word that's going to bring about reality. But can I also tell you that those words that are spoken, whether they be a prophetic word, a rhema word that's from the heart of God, they will fall flat if there's not somebody to pick them up and take action to put them into, into reality. You see, what God is saying here when he says that the righteousness is the tree of life, it is that that righteousness inside of us, that salvation inside of us. You see, in Philippians, the first chapter of verse 11, as we'll talk about in a moment, says that the fruit of our salvation, meaning the outward expression of our, of our salvation, not the foundation of our salvation, not the, 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 the way that we are saved is by these things that we do, but that we do these things because we are righteous. There is an action and there is a fruit that comes out of us simply because we are righteous, that because we are saved. The, the, the writer of Philippians, the Apostle Paul, links our actions to the reality of our salvation. In other words, there's going to be people that will look at us and they'll sense something about us. And they'll say, to, they'll say to us, I know that you've got something in you that's not of this world. 
the way that Jesus was walking uh, as a 12-year-old boy in Jerusalem. And his mother and father, Mary and Joseph, lost him for a moment in time when they were there for, to celebrate the Passover. And they could not find him. And when he comes, when they finally find him, he's teaching in the temple. And they come out and chastise him a little bit and say, Jesus, why, where were you at? And they go, he says to them, well, what do you mean where was I at? What do you think I was doing? I'm, I'm about my father's business. In other words, there was this innate action in him, this innate ability, this way to look at things and then to enact them that was about the father's business. Can I ask you a question? If you're a child of the Most High God, can you say to, uh, to somebody that's asking, where have you been? What are you doing? Can you say within your heart, well, I'm about my father's business? Or maybe your action, could your actions be more according to the world's business, to your flesh business? Or could it possibly be to the enemy's business? Is there the potential of the way that you share things that brings contention? That it might be a little bit less than truthful. That it's uh, something exaggerated. Maybe it's something that you really shouldn't be viewing or watching or being a part of. Some relationships that you shouldn't be there. And you really couldn't say if somebody says, well, where have you been? What have you been doing? You couldn't really say, well, I've been about my father's business. Because those would just be words. But those words would not match the produce. You see, the idea of the tree of life simply says this, that it's about firmness. The reason why he said that the fruit of our righteousness, the fruit of our salvation there in Proverbs says there that the fruit is a tree of life, that out of a tree of life will, will produce some kind of fruit, not fruit of words, but not, not necessarily even fruit of deeds, but just as simply a fruit of lifestyle, a fruit of a mindset, a produce that when you just simply walk in, there is a calmness that comes in. You see, this, this fruit that we see will come in and it will be of honesty. The people will know when you open your mouth and you speak that it are words of truthfulness, that it's honest. It may not be something that makes people feel better, but it's truthful. It might not be something that, that is inspiring or flattery, but it's honest. It's, it's all, it's what my dad used to say is all wool in a yard wide, an old term that was used in, in farming days or in the, in the industries of, of textiles and things like that. They say it's all wool, meaning it's 100%. There's not any mixed fabric in it. It's all wool and it's a yard wide, it's full measure. You know, today when we go to the lumber store, or we go to the we go to the uh, the place where they buy material. My wife will go into some of these craft shops, and we'll go in, and they'll say it's a yard. Well, it wouldn't be quite a yard. If you go in and get a two by four, it's not exactly a two by four. It's more like it is a a, a two a one and three quarters by a three and three quarters. It's not complete full measure. And can I tell you that in a life of, of productivity, if we're going to truly be a, pro, a person of produce, we can proclaim all we want our words. We can proclaim every single day, today I am a child of God. I have faith to move mountains. But is your faith truly mountain-moving faith? 
Is it something that you go in or is it we talked a few weeks ago about is that you're coming to God with a little bit of doubt in your life? I have faith to move mountains or favor from the king of kings and yet we're not aligning ourselves under the favor that he has for us. You see, we can proclaim it all we want, but just like I shared a few moments ago, that prophetic word that can come out that somebody puts over your life, you still must pick that prophetic word up. Because I believe that there are many prophetic words that are just laying on the ground because no one picked them up. And we'll say, see, that's not for today because that didn't come to pass. See, that's not for today because that didn't come to pass. Could it possibly mean that when you got, when God has speaks something into your heart or speaks something through you, for you, that you must take it on and enact that through your faith, through your favor, through that future that God has for you. I believe that God is saying to each one of us that our words must, must match the activity of our mind. Our words must match the activity of our presence. The words must match the activity of the produce that he's put out from us. If our words are saying things that, that are aligned with scripture, but the way that we treat people and the way that we conduct ourselves with people are not, that will show a sign that, the, that we're not matching what we're saying. You might say that you love your neighbor, but the question is, is how is that enacted? Oh, there might, the, the intention might truly be there, but is the kindness there, is the meekness there, is the love goodness there? Is the true love there? Is the honesty there? Are we more concerned about separating ourselves from our neighbors? I was laughing the other day about it as I was preparing this message, because sometimes it says there that good, the fences make great neighbors. Well, I've got a good neighbor. I've got great neighbors all around me. One of my neighbors attends our, our hub. He came to me the other day and said, hey, I want to be able to put up a fence. Is it okay with you? We needed to take out some shrubs and everything else. And I said, sure. I said, don't worry about it. I understand that we need fences. And, you know, and, and he goes, I just want to make sure my kids are safe and they're not running out and everything else. I said, that's great. But could you do one thing? I'm a little concerned that if the fence is there, then your kids won't be able to get to my yard. He goes, what? I said, yeah, I love your kids. I think it's a blast. There's been days I've been sitting outside as early as 5.30 or 6 in the morning. And I hear just on the side before the fence got up, what you doing? And there it's little Addie and she's sitting there, standing there wanting to know what I'm doing. And I told, I told my neighbor, I said, if you'd put a fence up, I'm not sure that Addie could come over and just check on me. And sure enough, he put a doorway in there. You see, fences are fine and, and walls are fine and edifices and, and protection. Those are all great. But are we putting doorways in our fence that we can get to one another? Is there a way that we can look at it as a child of God? You see, what this idea of the goodness of God comes into our lives is simply this, is that we are called to create a power in us that he has put there in order to not just proclaim it with our words, but to proclaim it with our actions. Just like it says there in Philippians 1, 11, that you will be that you'll be filled completely with the fruits of righteousness or in one translation with the fruit of your salvation. 
that are found in Jesus, the anointed one, bringing great praise and glory to God. You see, here's the thing that I want you to understand about this idea of, the, of, of a righteous person and displaying those certain actions. It's not about you getting the glory. Oh, I got to be honest with you. There are times when people will come in and say, oh, I'm reminded of what you did here or there. In fact, I met, uh, I met some, someone that, was in, that lived in our neighborhood. I met her just a few days ago sitting at a banquet. And when we began to talk a little bit, we knew the same people. She just lives a few houses, a few streets over. And I began to share with her some of the things that we did. And, I, and as she talked about somebody we knew, I said, I just live a few houses down from him. And I described the house that we lived in, and I described how we went through the flood many years ago. And she goes, I remember that house. You had, this, you had the relief tent in there. And I said, yeah. And she goes, I've always admired who lived in that house for what they did. And I got to be honest, I'm going to be straight up with you today. I was feeling a little bit, you know, a little full of myself. I was feeling pretty good because somebody noticed what I was doing. They noticed the relief tent that we put in after this major flood. I've got to be honest with you. There's a certain part of me that felt like, oh, I'm pretty good. But look, look what kind of what I meant. And the praise that I received fed my flesh. The praise that I received for the proclamation of my salvation. But that's not why I did it. And if we're not careful, we will find ourselves, as Philippians says, is discounting that this fruit of our salvation is there only found in Jesus. It's not found in our flesh. The Bible says that a man's heart is exceedingly dark. It's exceedingly wicked and no one can understand it. Aside from Christ putting this proclamation of, pro of productivity in us, that we will give him the credit. You see, it's, it ends that passage of scripture that is only found in Jesus, the anointed one, and bringing great praise and glory to God. Can I ask you the question today? Just the same idea as what have you been doing and where have you been at? And Jesus responds, well, I've been about my father's business. What do you think? I'm his child. What else would I be doing? Can we answer that question? Or the other question I would ask you is this. Your actions, who do they point to? Your life, who does it point to? Does it point to self? Like, oh, I'm good. I've got all the trophies on my shelf. I've got the man of the year award on my, uh, hanging on my wall. I've got those things been going on in my life. And everybody thinks I'm a great guy and wants to be around. I've always wanted to be the cool house on the neighborhood. I've always wanted people to like that. And yet... Is it because I want people to give me accolades? Or do I want my actions? Do I want the proclamation of my productivity to bring glory to God? The question, the question gets right down to the crux of everything that we are. You see, for the second thing, the, the second part, pass, part of that passage, scripture in, the, in Proverbs says, and the one who is winning souls is wise. The one who wins souls is wise. Turn to somebody next to you and, and look at them and go like, man, you are a wise guy. <laughs> you see, what I want to say to you is this. 
I think it's interesting that it says there that the produce, the produce of our righteousness, the produce of our salvation, if we're going to be productive people, it's going to be the fruit from a tree of life that is going to bring life. It's going to call that which is dead alive. It's going to have life in it. It's going to continue in life. It's going to remain alive. It's going to sustain life. It's going to live on and live upon. It's going to be that prosperously living. It's going to be the one that brings about the abundant life. Jesus said in John 10.10, I did not come to bring you life, but to bring you life abundantly. That that's that tree of life that it continues over and over. I brought about the idea of the apple tree a few weeks ago. And how that apple tree from one seed can grow into a large tree. And when it first produces fruit, one seed can produce 200 to 300 apples in its earlier life. By the time it is a mature tree, it's producing eight or 700 to 800 apples, not in its lifetime, but in each, in each season. What kind of produce do we have? Is that the kind of produce that's bringing life to persevere in life? to let things live and to bring about, to restore, to quicken, to revive, to refresh? Can we say that we're about that ministry of reconciliation, that we're about a ministry of restoration, that we wanna bring people together and not just separate them out apart? When we look at our lives and the wake of our life, is there life in, in our wake or is there carnage? Is there unity in the wake after we leave a room? Or is there dissension? Is there life in our wake? Or is there death? You see, we can walk in and say all kinds of words. But if we're speaking words of life, but we're leaving words of death. If we're speaking words of unity, but we're leaving words of disunity. If we're speaking words that bring in reconciliation and restoration, but we're leaving still the atmosphere of bitterness and unforgiveness and division, what is that going to say? Because we surely couldn't answer the question of Mary and Joseph if we were standing there and say, where have you been? Well, I've been about my father's business. You may have been about the father's business in words, but, could, but has it been about the Father's business in the atmosphere that we leave, the attitude that we leave it with, the spirit that we carry in? You see, that idea that it says there, he who wins souls is wise, is all about bringing the glory to God, not ourselves. And can I say, as we go forward in this year, and we enter into February and March, April and May. We go into the days where the cold weather is gone, the snow is melted away, and the flowers are pushing through the dirt. And we enter into the time where we're going to the beach and we're putting on, we're getting the volleyball nets out and we're going on the picnics and we're camping with our family and friends and we're running into people that we haven't seen, that the neighbors are coming into our backyards and coming into our homes and we're having cookouts and things are going on in wonderful, warm, hot summer days. And then we move into the fall time where apple cider is, is cooking on the stove and the sweaters are being broken out again and there's, there's things of, of, of hay rides 
bonfires, hot cocoa. And then we turn our attention again to the Thanksgiving time. And we're gathering family and friends around the table and we're cooking the turkey and we're mixing up the, the dressing. Our favorite, our favorite foods that are coming out during those times and our favorite traditions and the special music and holiday traditions that are there. In just a few moments, it seems like a way we'll be standing right back here again in a year. And the question I have for you today is this. Are you ready to proclaim your productivity through the atmosphere that you leave? through the tree of life that you have been planted as. Where are you going to, and how are you going to answer the question, what have you been doing and where have you been? Can you say, I've been about my father's business? And can you answer the question, what have you been doing and what is it all about? I am giving glory to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I say this to people all the time. If you think I'm a good pastor, if you think I'm a good leader, you can blame my wife. She makes me a better person than I could possibly be on my own, and I truly mean that. But I can't even give the ultimate credit to my relationships. I can't give the credit to those that are around me. I must give the credit to God because what my heart is and my heart has been transformed by the power of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Your heart has been transformed. Your marriage is being transformed. Your occupation, the things that are going on all around you, the wake of your life is coming forward with salvation, with restoration, with forgiveness, with reconciliation, with life. And that, my friend, is how we go about giving glory to God and being that person that is truly productive not for our own accolades, not for the, the credit for somebody around us, but simply to give the glory to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that some might find Him through our lives. So by some might find Him through the way that we have conducted our lives, even if we never open our mouth. Well, today, I know each one of us have wanted to commit our life to Christ. That is never the issue. No, you don't want to, you know, no one will ever look at to, to you and say, no, I want to have eternal death, not eternal life. No, I want to go on to be in eternal damnation and not eternal um, as, uh, reconciliation with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to go to hell. But the question I have is this, are we willing to put our, our, our action to that? Are we willing to maybe sometimes just close our mouth and allow the actions of our life, allow those things to be the fruit that we literally leave awake of the tree of life and the fruit there is living that. And the only way to do that is allow the King of Kings to pour into our lives, to allow him to come into our life and begin to be the king of our, our heart. And I want to invite you to do that. You might be sitting back there and saying, Jay, that's what I want. I don't want to leave this, this wake of carnage and the wake of depression and discouragement all around me. I want to step up and I want to, uh, when I leave a room, I want it to have more value, more life, more, uh, more restoration and reconciliation in it than when I came in. 
I want more unity and love and honesty and care when I leave a room than when I came, than when I came in. And if that's you today and you're saying, but Jay, I don't have that, then I want to invite you to commit your life to Christ and let him come in and transform you because it's only through the power of Jesus Christ that you will have that fruit of salvation. Pray this prayer with me if you would. And before you do, if you're watching and you're a place where you can put that, uh, just uh, type in the chat box there, just type in there, tree of life, tree of life, tree of life. And when you put, when you type that, we'll know that that is, uh, you're just sharing, you want that salvation. You want that kind of living uh, around you, that proclamation of productivity. And pray this with me today. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Today, I turn my life to you. I believe, I declare, I proclaim, and I confess that you are the Son of God, that God raised you from the dead. And from this day forward, I will live a proclamation of productivity. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer, we want you to know that we believe with all of our hearts that God has just poured into you. The Holy Spirit has just poured all over you and you have the power to produce an incredible life of prosperity and wealth that will go forward and, and be a praise to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And as we go walk with you, we have so many things that we wanna just walk with you in and we cannot wait to share those with you. Before we go, we want to just bless you and bless your family. So I invite you just to stretch your hand toward, uh, toward me. And let me just bless you now as we go forward. I bless you in your families, your friendships, and your finances. I bless you in your families that your marriages would be lighthouses in their neighborhood and all around you in your families. And that your children would be blessed to the thousandth generation as you raise them according to the ways that the word of God has called you to. I bless you and your finances that you would have more than enough to pay your bills, pay them on time, and that you would be generous as you follow him according to the biblical stewardship principles. I bless you now in your friendships that you would be the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom, that you would be an influencer in this world and not just simply be influenced by it. Now I bless you to go and be a blessing to all around you. In Jesus' name, blessings. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Crowd Decor podcast. We believe this message has inspired you, convicted and challenged and changed you in Jesus' name. And we invite you to partner with us as we reach out and continue to reach out with the message of moving from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ to all of those around you and around the world. We ask that you visit thegateonline.net slash giving to be a part of this incredible outreach to reaching those for Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And may you have a great, great day.